You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories in sound from a village grown bigger. Hello, I'm Brian Byrne and this is Kilcullen Diary. This is the fifth episode in a series called The Accidental Pilgrim, recalling my thoughts during a Kilcullen Parish pilgrimage to the Holy Land in 2007. In this episode, we move on to Jerusalem, taking a detour on the way into the desert where the bushes grew that were fashioned into punishing crowns of thorns. As our group travelled from Galilee to Jerusalem, the route was down the valley of the Jordan River as far as the Dead Sea. Both represent the border between Israel and Jordan, and much of the journey was alongside the electronic fence by which the Israelis monitor any attempts to cross, either by terrorist or economic migrant. For the latter, there are good reasons to want to do so, because the average monthly wage in Israel is ten times that in Jordan, for instance. In addition, many people fleeing Darfur have walked the painful and dangerous route to the Israeli border. Once we left the Jezreel Plain, we were in more difficult terrain to farm, but the various intensive and often ingenious techniques used by the farmers truly make the barren land productive. And then we were into the Judean hills and the beginnings of the desert. It's a Martian landscape when we're out of sight of water, as we are most of the time because the Jordan River at this time, and in this part of its length, is a very small river indeed. The mountains are dry beige, in some parts riddled with small caves. Close to the roadside is dry, stony land, and it's easy to imagine how difficult it was to travel on foot in the time of Jesus. Eventually, we went beyond where we would have turned off for Jerusalem and drive by Quran, where the first Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in one of the caves in 1947 by a shepherd trying to find his dog. Finally, we stopped at the oasis of Ein Gedi, which is also a national park, protecting some typical flora and fauna of the region. The animals seen locally include the little rock hyrex, which looks like a hare but's actuated in DNA terms to the elephant. The Tristram's starling is a bird which always seems to be whistling for your attention. And the most prolific bush is the Christ thorn, also known as the Yujube tree. This is, as the name implies, the bush from which the original crown of thorns was made. It's a bush that won't die simply by cutting it down, or even by trying to eradicate the roots. It will simply grow again in even greater profusion. The people of ancient times knew this, and found it best to let it grow tall, where its upper-leaved branches formed a canopy from the shade. The lower, thorny branches burn well, and were often gathered and stored for kindling. It's believed that from one such stored bundle in the yard of the prison where Jesus was being taunted by the soldiers, the crown was twisted together and stuck on his head. So, at a relatively quiet point on a track inside the park, it seemed appropriate that Mass be celebrated for the Kilcullen pilgrims in the shade of a grove of these Christ thorns. It also happened to be Mission Sunday. The theme for the day, Father Murphy said, was to reflect on God's love. The best way is within ourselves to be aware of God's love for us and externally by our behaviour, he said. Concelebrant and fellow pilgrim Father Niall Thornton spoke about the need for vocations to the priesthood 
and asked those present to pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers to work in his fields. You are all missionaries in your own areas, he said. Keep your eyes fixed on your spiritual needs as well as your material ones. Later in the afternoon, following lunch, there was a swim in the Dead Sea. You can't really swim in it, partly because of the extraordinary buoyancy and also because you daren't splash the salt-saturated water into your eyes. After that, we were driven up through the hills and eventually got our first glimpse of Jerusalem. The modern city on several hills is quite dramatic enough. But as Abi, our guide, explained, it would have been substantially more so in the time of Jesus when the rock of the dome and the inhabitants of the old city were surrounded by walls towering twice as high as they appear today. Looming out of the desert as one crossed over the Mount of Olives, it would have been at the same time intimidating, reassuring and welcoming, depending on your status and citizenship. At a strategic lookout point, the full panorama of old and new Jerusalem lies below the incoming traveller. After a detailed explanation of the various parts of the city, including the different churches, mosques and cemeteries in our view, Father Murphy led a reading of the psalm relating to Pray for the Peace of Jerusalem. We'll have more on Jerusalem in the next episode. I'm Brian Byrne and this is Cacullin Diary and our continuing reflection on a trip to the Holy Land back in 2007. Thanks for listening.